<laughs> Looks pretty good to me. <laughs> that about you? Oh, <laughs> how you been doing? Not too bad, man. I mean, just watching the games. Yeah. You know, R.I.P. to Dax ankle. Hope he, uh, hope that surgery goes well. Um, yeah, that was a uh, that was a that was really nasty looking, at least. And it just happened so quick. And then the fact that, like, the cameras just take forever to catch on to it. Right. Oh. Oh. Yeah, his ankles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one camera guy freaking jogged after him in the hallway. I'm, like, in the tunnel. I'm, like, why are you chasing this guy? Like, yeah, dude. He's probably, like, like in tears because he's upset and in pain. Like, the whole, like, emotion of, like, not knowing what's going on. And then they're just, like. See how close up we can get on his face. Let's see how close. <laughs> the camera's literally like this, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. What kind of, what kind of filming is that? <laughs> well, it's the same people that like at uh, like when they get uh, people who are just upset at anything, mm-hmm. and it's like like a famous person like dies or something, and everybody's outside their family's house. Yeah. Like waiting for like any sort of like information it's the same kind of like mm-hmm. leave them alone yeah, like i have a couple days yeah for real yeah like it's like oh it's part of that shit i guess but yeah fucking motherfuckers uh but yeah uh so i thanks for uh thanks for coming on this i appreciate it yeah man no problem at all it's episode numero numero dos. What's the name? Yeah. Yeah. It's called Off Topic. Oh yeah, you did send me that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. My uh the first uh my first episode was last week and I had um uh somebody I graduated with, he the the second year after he graduated, he made like a a movie, like a feature length movie on like two thousand dollars. And uh I knew him we knew each other like we knew each other kind of well. Like we like talked a few times and stuff, but um, he said the same thing. We were like 15 minutes and he goes, what's the name of the podcast again? <laughs> Hold on, wait. I just yeah. sitting here talking. I, I honestly forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's how it started. Cause I, I, I wasn't sure how to start the podcasts and I was, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this whole, like, welcome to the second episode or the third episode of off topic with perry ramsey you know i I wasn't sure if i wanted to do that stuff but we ended up just like starting out talking like immediately just like catching up a little bit and just talk like shooting the shit a little bit and i ended up just throwing that all like in the beginning and just like you clicked on the link you know like that you're listening to a podcast it's like (laughs) You'll, you'll get it from the people that you're closer with and cool with. That'll just be nice, chill conversation. But when you're like down the road, a person that you might not know very well, you will, you'll, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I definitely know how you feel. Do but, one of those stupid uh, with the music. The yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I started, I got, because, uh, uh, I did another podcast like with just me and one of my friends and uh, like I did some like gaming videos on YouTube and I made an intro that I used for both of those, like just using like GarageBand. And that's what I did with this one. I just, they have like a hundred loops, like just music loops on there. And I just pick and choose like drums, guitar, like 
pick the ones that I sound and then I just press record and like time them up the way I want them. And yeah. it takes me like 10 minutes and it's perfect. <laughs> oh yeah. But that's the thing. Like you learned how to do that. Yeah. A lot of people just go out and just buy freaking or like subscribe to those things where you get free music for film and stuff, but it's like freaking 900 bucks. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause then you get, there's like the sites that give you like the B roll stuff when you do like videos and I'm like, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> just go get a camera, walk outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it's definitely cheaper. You, you can even buy like a thousand dollar camera and it'll be cheaper in like just one year of buying that shit. Way more of an investment. <laughs> but um for so for those uh I'm kind of just recording now and then I'll like whenever it's like whenever yeah. we're good, I'll make the cuts and stuff. But um just for like the people that might not know who you are. Um, I'm with uh, Jordan Canzeri here. Um, he was a football player at Troy in upstate New York high school, and then went on to play university of Iowa. And now you are working with the company mass like media. What do, what do they class? What do you guys classify yourself as? I would. Yeah. So two buns deep. It's just a media platform that provides like, short content that is able to be used on like you know instagram uh mm -hmm. facebook but it's about like things that are just going around in the capital district like we mm -hmm. highlight you know different things going around go to like you know, a restaurant test out their new menu like do stuff like that but mm -hmm. you know, make it more of uh kind of just like i said already like highlighting and showcasing like where we're from getting mm -hmm. people to be a little more interested and at least aware of you know events and and stuff going on that you might not have ever known mm -hmm. yeah and i and i actually what's funny too is i um i think it was before you you even said to me um that you were like involved and i saw that you were involved i had saw them mm -hmm. and i was like oh this is kind of like this is a cool thing for like the capital region to have like this like fun yeah. like group of people that are making like you said like these short um like instagram or like I know you guys have like your podcast and you're like weekly or um, bi-weekly whenever you guys get together. Yeah. Podcast and get together. And um, there's like four of you that uh, do like those like mm -hmm. talks and stuff. Um, and we'll be in front of the camera. Then we have, you know, the people, the videographers, producers and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like that's the thing. There's a lot of cool people and uh, people that I can get along with. Yeah. <laughs> Ups and downs sometimes, but that's wherever you work. But I mean, Right. Yeah. We're, we're they're cool people nice yeah and uh so it's to reiterate it's two buttons deep so you should guys it, it, you guys um are on instagram or facebook or you guys have twitter too are you guys on uh, twitter too yes. so all the all the stuff go f go follow them and uh they're great well we can get into more and how you got involved with them um but uh so I want to start out with, because uh, <laughs> what's funny is when I first met you, I, I, I <laughs> we, won't, we won't get into the specifics, <laughs> but uh, when I first met you, uh, I, I knew your name just because like in, if, if, you, if you played football at all in high school, like around the time, like, um, like anywhere between like 2010 and 2016, like we knew your name, like people knew your name, even if you didn't like, like see you play, like it was like, 
somebody said Jordan Canzari and you were like, Oh, it's a running back at Troy. Right. And he, so uh, I knew who you were, but uh, I, I didn't actually go and like look up your, I didn't know you played at the university of Iowa. And it was funny to me. Cause I was like, I, I'm an Ohio state fan. So I, I follow the big 10 and I was sitting there like, I probably watched him like, I probably watched multiple games like of like just you playing whoever. And I was like, no idea that I'm like, I'm standing like right next to him. Watch, like, so that was, that was like a funny, like kind of moment for me. And I actually, I think it was uh, like probably a few months ago, like during the summer after, like I saw you at some, like, somewhere um, probably with like Dave or whatever, but um, I went and watched like your highlights at Iowa. Cause I thought after I met you and I knew that I thought it'd be weird to like, go and like film study you because yeah. <laughs> i was like oh that might be a little weird but i did it anyway because uh like being a football person like i was like oh i got i gotta watch <laughs> and uh i was like holy shit <laughs> oh yeah i mean it's so always a funny thing like people were like hey the tv makes you look bigger i was like yeah. <laughs> but believe me i was like the freaking I was bigger than some guys, like muscular wise. But sure. Like, I was like the third shortest on the team. Like, yeah. It was, <laughs> but what? Was in front of the offensive line, it, I looked real short. <laughs> yeah, because I, I don't think you're, what are you, like 5'8, 5'9, 5'10? Yeah, technically 5'8, 3 quarters. Roster 5'9. Roster 5'9. Yeah, because what, well, what's funny about that too is because now, like, we're the same height, but um, I'm, I'm, didn't play d1 football so <laughs> what i'm what i'm watching you though um one of the things i notice is that even though you're probably like one of the smallest guys on the field at that point in terms of height you're falling forward every single time like there wasn't like there wasn't a lot of plays where i like saw you get just like pushed back and like it wasn't a lot of that and i was just watching i was like he's falling forward every single time <laughs> i'm like that was a good thing about being short, you know, get under other people. Yeah. <laughs> you just hit them at the hips in there. <laughs> but yeah, it's already disappointing. Like, uh, like, I mean, when I was there and I was working out and everything, like my legs were like, my thighs were huge. Like it sucked. <laughs> I had to almost walk around with baby powder because my thighs were always rubbing. <laughs> now that I've lost all that, like football weight. Yeah. They, um, <clears throat> my, uh, Got the thigh gap. Yeah. My girlfriend, <laughs> on one of my pairs of pants <laughs> almost fitter and i was like and i was like geez hey well my, my legs used to be way bigger yeah. like, you're oh, like they were this big it's not the same but they uh we had a good we had a good running back coach he was at uh the minnesota vikings he was like special teams but he also worked mm. backs too so right when he got there all he was doing was show us adrian peterson film <laughs> Like, I, and that was the thing. Like, I've always watched him on TV, but never, like, sat there and really broke down his style and how he Yeah. Played. And it was, like, ridiculous how big he was, but how low he could still get because he was yeah. running in a base. And yeah, like, yeah. That, that was, like, our momentum. I don't even know. Our, like, saying was, like, um, was uh, to always, like, have a base at all times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, keep your feet under you. And, uh, yeah, it's, like that's that's one of the things like because I, I uh last fall obviously not this fall right now but i coached like uh a seventh and eighth grade modified team 
uh, for Burn Hills. And um, one of the things for a lot of those kids is trying to get them to stay on their feet and have that like, like, especially these kids that are seventh or eighth grade. And they're like, you have one kid that's like six foot in like seventh grade and he's a running back. And you're like, shouldn't you be like on the line? <laughs> and then you have this little like five foot four kid who's like, I'm going to run for you, coach. <laughs> Center. <like>. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, and that was one of the things is like, stay low and keep your feet moving and have like, get yourself under, like get your feet under you. Cause if you're like, you never know. And we were just watching uh, like the giants game and uh, Devonte Freeman, that's one thing that he does really well is he keeps his feet under him and he keeps like, he just keeps moving. He might not be like the fastest or strongest guy, but he scored a touchdown today just because he kept his feet moving. And it's like those fundamental things that uh, a lot of people, like they're looking for the flash of like, Oh, who's going to make like the jukes or who's going to make the spins. But it it essentially comes down to who's going to gain those three yards to score the touchdown or who's going to gain those two or three yards to get the first down. And when it means something and it's like, and that's the thing where like kids don't realize as much as like, oh, well, you, you know, you got to think what you want to do next, like juke, hurdle, spin. It's like, no, when you just have <laughs> to practice it, practice it so much that it literally just becomes second nature. Yeah. Be like, what made you make that cut? And what made you do this? Like once I got into college and then was playing um, even in Japan, like that was when I really could break things down. Being mm-hmm. like, Oh, well, you know, right at the start, I'm looking at the down linemen and then I'm seeing how the linebackers, like what positions they're in. Right. Where the, if, you know, the safeties are rolled down or if they're like, mm-hmm. you know, like you read all these things all at the same time while you're about to get the ball and like you have these specific reads you look for. Right. When you're like trying to map out where your line is going to block, like what holes might be open depending on what gaps are open. Yeah. To at least expect. But then when you, you know, when it, when the balls get tight, it's all reaction. Like right. <laughs> people will be like, oh, what made you do that move? And I was like, I don't know. Just, <laughs> it's just reaction. And yeah. like, uh, I always even joke to my kids that like that I teach and stuff. I'd be like, yeah, you have to like practice your jump cuts and juking literally at all times throughout the day. Like I literally be walking in class and like someone <laughs> get too close to me and I'd like literally make a, <laughs> a, not overly dramatic, but right funny that that's my reaction like even yeah, yeah i don't just like step to the side like <laughs> almost close i'm like <laughs> like it's like oh geez, uh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> like this guy's a little intense <laughs> but that's the funny thing is like yeah you just practice it to the point that it becomes second nature because you can't you can't think that's why half no, the time yeah. you see guys like you go elliot sometimes they do have successful jumps but they have just as many or probably twice <laughs> as not successful jumps when they how many times they got grabbed in the air and like brought (laughs) like you just just yeah (laughs) nice and you said you played so you played in japan for a little bit yeah after iowa i first went to the kansas city chiefs camp i just already knew for me personally like you know as we've already touched on and mentioned like i I was a smaller back and Mm -hmm. i had a go through a lot of injuries going into my senior year i already had ankle um, uh, surgery on my left ankle on my right knee um and uh i had to uh and that during my senior season i had two eye ankle sprains i was leading the big 10 and the country after the illinois game and touchdown yeah 
for yards or something like that. Well, you had like 12 touchdowns in your senior season, right? Something like that. I had, yeah, I was leading. I think I had eight at the fifth game or fourth game. Because <laughs> there was one game where I tied the school record against North Texas and had um four touchdowns. Yeah. It's like, like three other guys or four other guys to have that same tie. But nice. then the Illinois game, the game before I got hurt, I was third for most yards in a game, I think like 252 or 253. But then Jesus Christ. I broke the record for most carries. I had 43. Yeah. <laughs> Something that was so wild. And that was one of my favorite games, too, because like even afterwards, people asked, they were like, the reporters be like, did you realize you touched the ball 11 times in a row, like towards the end of the game? Jesus and I was Christ. like, no, like, you didn't really- <laughs> it at all but like yeah i'd get tired but every time i got up hearing everyone cheer and scream like you know it gets you, you just yeah you're just like ah give me it again <laughs> like yeah even coach even my head coach uh kirk ferentz they asked him they're like so did you realize you gave it to him 11 times i was like oh i don't know i don't know what that <laughs> me, but uh yeah, no, good job so uh, but yeah it was it was cool especially since that was the first time i had like buddies of mine from back home drove out to the game yeah it was the picture they used for um online and on the newspaper was when I was waving to him. So I was oh, like, that's was, cool. Yeah. Especially after I ran the 75 yard touchdown, like my yeah. I people in joke, like my heart just like I felt like I had so much relief because I was like, okay, now I made like my people proud because <laughs> people tried and they drove out when we played Maryland in 2014. I had I was like killing it, and then all of a sudden high ankle sprain. So mm. like. So, you know, I got hurt the first quarter. Uh, okay. But, yeah, so it, it sucked. But, yeah, it was definitely good to have them out there. But, yeah, yeah. After Iowa was Kansas City Chiefs uh, was there um, just as a free agent. They said that I did well, that I made their, like, IR list. So running back is hurt. I was mm-hmm. the first one they call. Same thing with the Cleveland Browns. But I broke my hand when I was in camp with Kansas City and didn't tell anybody. I just kept playing because I already knew I was injury prone and I didn't want them to know and be like, all right, I definitely don't want this guy now. Sure. Yeah. So I just kept playing, kept playing. I knew like if the teams wanted me, there was a time during the summer that I could go get the surgery and like be fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Played through the Browns camp with it still. And then when I came back after that, I got the surgery. And then that next week, the Rams called me. And I was working at a bar, had my cast on, and they were like, we just let go of a guy. We're bringing you and two other running backs tomorrow. Can you come? Because we're whoever, like, makes it, you're staying here. So I was like, oh, geez. So I cut my cast off at the bar. <laughs> they were not happy to see stitches on my finger, my hand. But I was like, no, it, it's been a while. Like, you can cut the stitches out. Luckily, it didn't reopen while I was freaking yeah. <laughs> performing. But yeah. Uh, I'm sure but, your doctor uh, was like, but yeah, just Jordan. <laughs> but uh, it, it sucked because I ended up not getting it. But um, mm-hmm. it was like I didn't even get back to my apartment yet. There was like they had the on campus living where they were practicing. Mm-hmm. And like I didn't even get back to my room yet. And my agent called me was like, they loved you, but they uh, said the team doctor wouldn't clear you for another month because your hand and they said they need somebody now mm. so you know, it was it was a lot of crap but um yeah took the took the opportunity i played overseas professionally in japan it's called the x league 
first game out there like two scrimmages in was killing it first game tore my other acl so jesus came back, <laughs> rehabbed in iowa then went out there played a full year in japan because they do spring and fall okay the rest is history but yeah there's definitely a lot of ups and downs in yeah. the- <laughs> but you know really cool experiences that i got from it all so yeah how did you like uh like living in japan like how how was that there first i was very like bitter like you know i was thinking like i shouldn't be here i should be in the nfl like this sucks so right, like i yeah. was just very i didn't care much like i didn't mm-hmm. want to be there um but luckily i went out there um with a corner who played at iowa too um he didn't start but he played a lot on special teams and he did go in on like packages so like he you know he, he was a baller and mm-hmm. uh, he went out there so i was like fine you know i'll go out there with you we live together so it's cool to like have somebody i was already yeah yeah. because you can only have four you can only have four non-japanese players a team two on each Mm -hmm. side of the ball so we uh met an offensive lineman and defensive lineman they were guys from like uh d2 like utah school or something like that but they were cool dudes so yeah it was nice to just like have other people to chill with we only practice on the weekend. So, you know, all week we just work out and travel. So yeah. a paid vacation to play football in a different country. And yeah, super cool. The food was great. They had literally everything. So definitely loved it. And uh, my boy's still out there now. So definitely. Good. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. What was the competition like there? Was it just, did you feel like you were just kind of like rolling over them a little bit? Uh, I would say in comparison, like individually, for sure. Like when we compared our foreigners, like we had the best foreigners, especially my year when my last year there, when I finally played spring and fall, like we had um, one of my buddies, you know, mm-hmm. Aid Hansen, got him <laughs> come out, be offensive lineman for us. And so he did the same thing as me, he played big school, Virginia Tech, mm. was Steelers um all the way until the last uh week of preseason so he even got farther than I did but like you mm-hmm. know we we had that experience and then I like other teams didn't other teams had kids from like we talked to one guy he said he had 10,000 people in his stands like it was like yeah a lot of them were smaller schools so we had the best foreigners but when it comes to the Japanese teams each team's owned by like big companies so like you know like panasonic right um mitsubishi ibm like they had money so like they would whatever guys played for their team most of them if they like didn't have their own business they worked for that company so like the bigger companies could pay for more better guys and like better guys our company was elecom it was just a like smaller (laughs) ease yeah uh, like technology company so like we honestly didn't have like in comparison the best japanese like players coming from bigger colleges there mm-hmm. still had ballers and it was still fun yeah, but, yeah we uh it, it was definitely um more like work having to be on a team that you know needed a little more work but you know All right it was still a good opportunity it was fun yeah now are the rules like because i know in the canadian league it their rules are slightly different and which causes the game to be a little different as well um like your your strategies change because there's like different rules to be held in there it how are the rules the same in the japanese league than like the american even though it's professional they had the same rules as college football Uh, okay 
the only difference is that like they had their own little additions too is like with tattoos they're very timid in public places <laughs> gotcha a lot of the younger generations like are mm-hmm excuse me, people like our year, they get tattoos because they're westernized. A lot of them have traveled to America, New York and Cali and like love that mm-hmm. stuff. They're bar, they play our music. Like, so it's not as like as of a thing now, but predominantly guys and people who are getting tattoos were the a part of the Yakuza. Like they would get tattoos oh, shit. Their, up to their shoulders and yeah. you know, all their whole body, some of them. So in like certain public places, if we had tattoos, we weren't allowed to like show them. When we were working out in like Gold's Gym, we'd had to cover our tattoos when we were changing because it would gotcha. make it comfortable. But on the football field, it was the same way. We had to cover our tattoos. So I had to wear an arm sleeve, like, never <laughs> and like I got my tattoo literally right before going out there. I was ready to, you know, show this baby yeah, out. Yeah, you were like, <laughs> yeah, so I was like, that sucks. But there yeah. was like little teeny things like that. But other than yeah. that, the same rules as college now did the arm sleeve like affect how you were holding the ball and stuff too because i know a lot of people sometimes complain about like mm-hmm. it's it's like the ball doesn't feel as secure but like i personally don't like it at iowa you know our coach was like no sleeves like yeah, so yeah. dead of winter last game of the year playing nebraska like i'm in no no sleeves <laughs> like yeah you just get it, it, it's, it would suck especially taking a good face mask or helmet to your arms or hands yeah that was my least favorite part about uh like being a linebacker and a, like a lineman on offense was the last like three or four games you play like every single hit is like like even as a lineman like you start hitting somebody like you get a little like you get rustled in and it's like they're just hitting you with their like face mask and you're just Oh, and you're getting like body shots because people are like elbowing into each other, and you're just like oh, everything hurts. <laughs> yeah, well, and I was. Uh, what's funny too is uh, I was, I was talking about. Uh, I was actually just talking to my dad about this while we were watching the game about how um, people don't realize, but like the running backs, like running backs in football, are like make the most contact and the most hits, like get hit the most out of anybody on the field. So even if you're a defensive player and you're making tackles like you might go and hit somebody 15 to 20 times a game if you're like a really active linebacker but ultimately like you don't know when you get up like you get set somebody says hi guys a linebacker or safety or cornerback or whatever that you you don't know if you're going to even be close to the play that like like depending on who your assignment is whatever but a running back when they get the ball they're like you're either scoring or you're getting tackled like (laughs) there's there's only the you know and you're getting hit by multiple people. Right. You're getting side, back, forward. Yeah. Rarely yeah. ever in, like, one-on-one. but Right. And hopefully the, at those times you're, like, juking them. Or... Person missed. But, no, there's there's been a couple big hits. Like, I remember freshman year when our uh, starting running back got uh, kicked out of the university. I started in the bowl game against Oklahoma. And I was, sure. like, 100 pounds at that point <laughs> and um there's one play where i caught the ball on the sideline and like you can see it in the highlights i got oh you got decked i saw that one yeah and i got up and all i saw was like colors and i was like black and gold i just jogged over there like, <laughs> could not see it was such a big hit and after yeah. that game i felt like i got hit in the car but yeah. one of my favorite ones and i was telling some of my buddies this today 
um, my senior year. And it was crazy that it was literally the same, like it was the week prior, there was like an NFL player who crapped himself. <laughs> you could see he was wearing white pants. And yeah. And we, the next game, I got tackled so hard by one of the down linemen and he like just broke right through the line, hit me as I was getting the handoff. Shoulder was right in my gut and just slammed me against the ground, let out the biggest fart ever. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I like got up where in the huddle and I'm like, Austin to my center. I'm like, Austin, look at my ass. Did I crap myself? He's like, what? And he's I'm like, just look at my ass. And he's like, nah, you're good. You're good. I was like, all right, cool, cool. <laughs> like I was terrified to be the next, you know, shit, shit. Next guy, especially when you're playing at a, like a university where you're televised yeah. and like camera uh, on you at all times. <laughs> but luckily I was, I was you know, after the game checked, I was clean. So, you know, good. But I was, it was just so funny how, like, I laid there for a second because I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That just... <laughs> yeah, no, was fun. Nice. Uh, actually, you, you said Nebraska um, when you were talking, and uh, one of my good friends, like his whole family, like legacy, like Nebraska fans. And uh, he, I told him I was interviewing you, and he was like, all right, can you just, can you just ask him a few questions for me? I was like, yeah, and he texted me to, so he wanted to know if you've played, you played in Memorial Stadium. I think it was your last, your last game, right? I played there my, my red shirt sophomore year, I think, and my senior year, yeah. Nice. How, and he wanted to know, like, what that experience was like, like, if, like, yeah, what no. that whole atmosphere was like. Yeah, uh, I would say Nebraska Stadium was definitely one of my favorites to play in. Not just because, like, for some reason I had a lot of success when I was. Yeah, that's also why he was like, he was like, I had, he's like, it's like I kind of have a love, love hate relationship with uh, Jordan from afar because he's like, as much as I love that he's from like the area and that he went on to play and he did really well. And he's like, every time he played in Nebraska, he kicked our ass. <laughs> I didn't know what it was, but it was just so funny. But no, like, I love their stadium. Uh, their lot, their away locker room was was fine and was you know definitely not as bad as some of the others we go into. But, uh, <laughs> um, but no, it was like I, I actually liked it. It's, it's a really cool stadium, I think so. And um, the the fans are loud, but just as many Iowa fans travel. Mm -hmm. So obviously you see a huge sea of red, but like there's a lot of black and gold too. Yeah, get loud too. So like that's a fun atmosphere. Yeah, so th that's the thing. But they're always, like, a fun team to play against. Um, they Because uh, that was, like, one of my first times where I, like, really opened up and played, like, my redshirt sophomore year. There was, like, a couple games I did well against, like, mm -hmm. Michigan, Nebraska. But it was, like, random. And then not until, like, the next year did I get more back into right. you know, a little more of the heavier load. But. Yeah, no, it was, it was it was definitely a good one, especially his senior year, having the two long runs. Yeah, um, it was definitely a nice way to kind of go out and. Um, yeah, the left outside was, run. You know, <laughs> one of my. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot like even the announcer said it. He said he's like, "Oh, it was the same exact play." Like yeah. the first play was, I believe, an outside zone, but then mm -hmm. the second play was inside zone, just to the same side, but. I just immediately saw that it was open. So yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah. So it, it was funny how it played out, but um, no, yeah, it was definitely a good game. And afterwards it was probably one of my favorite interviews um, on sports center. 
because at that point, you know, we just hit the 12 and 0 and I think we were third in the country. So, you know, it was like a big deal and it was it was mm -hmm. definitely a part of that Big Ten yeah. championship. But, you know, the rest, <laughs> the rest was good. Now, who did you who did you play in the Big Ten championship? Michigan State, right? Michigan State. And I yeah. got, uh, rolled my high yeah, high ankle sprain on my other ankle. Like, gotcha. I think it was my right at Northwestern sixth game. And I think and then I did my left one at the Big Ten championship second yeah. handoff. Jesus. And yeah, it definitely sucked. Um, but and then for the roll ball after that playing Stanford, like I was probably like 60, 70 percent maybe. And I was like, just shoot me up with what we got and let's <laughs> so definitely, you know, they they had us at that day too, but uh not the way I wanted to end things, but you know, it's definitely right. still a cool experience to, you know, go to the bank for sure. Oh yeah. Bowl. Like how many how many people say that, you know? How many people yeah. like have that experience and it's like I, I it's like especially like f you can say like five years after you're like like you you'd be like oh I wish I could have done that I wish I could have done that but then you're gonna be like 20 years down the road and it's just gonna be like like how many people said they did that you know <laughs> how many people like had that like kind of experience you know yeah and that's the big thing with like when it just comes to growing up and maturing in life is you just realize like you just have to find the way to be content with life because mm -hmm. like you said like not many people had my opportunity so like a lot of people are like dude that's so cool you went to the rose bowl but i don't even want to watch the film like I don't, <laughs> when i see right. the film start to like it makes me sick because like i felt i didn't play up to what i was right and like yeah. in championship getting injured and like so like i personally don't see it as the right way sometimes i'm just mm -hmm. more focusing on what didn't go right but like right. My, and will say it to me all the time he's like jordan you have to realize like you're part of the 12 and 0 first ever team at mm -hmm. iowa like who knows when that's going to happen next for a while yeah. and you know you were the starting running back for that so i'm like oh yeah i guess i do have a lot to <laughs> you know, you're like shut up dad you're making a lot of sense <laughs> be happy yeah <laughs> the coolest thing that like a lot of people don't know about i don't even think dave or reed knows like because it's just never came up in conversation but mm -hmm. Uh, my last home game, senior senior day uh, against Purdue. My uh, it was like right after the game. My dad came up to me. He's like, "Do you just realize what you just did?" And I was like, "We won. We're eleven and zero. Like, what do you mean?" He's like, "No, realize what you did." And I was like, "What?" He's like, "Your last handoff ever in Kinnick Stadium was a forty-two yard touchdown." And I was like, oh, "That's really cool." I was like, "Yeah." <clears throat> so even though, yeah. It was a really cool play and all that. And, you know, it's special to be my last, you know, handoff ever in Kinnick. But uh, my my defensive coordinator, Coach Phil Parker, was not happy with me because he was like, why did you fall? Like, yeah. <laughs> 30 left. And he's like, we didn't, he's like, we didn't want the defense to go back out, even though we were killing them. But he's just like, right. fell. It took a knee. I was like, <laughs> it's like when my offensive lineman, Coach Brian Ferris came up. He's like, Jordan, don't worry about him. You're a running back. You see the end zone. Like, you got to go for it. Like it's it's just a habit, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's that, that's a cool memory too to have. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I I I really wish that I had been able to like that I I had met you earlier at some point so I could have like watched those games and stuff and been like more like oh that's Jordan like woo let's go Jordan <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but yeah, watching a few of those, I, I there was a video. It's really funny to think that like. Like, cause I knew you and then found out that like, 
you started a big yeah and, and like the way i was acting when you met me you're right <laughs> yeah that's very true <laughs> every little thing to make you uncomfortable playing <laughs> yeah it got uh it it oddly just felt like dave was talking to me which is another it that was that was pretty uh yeah. normal um but uh yeah, so it was funny when I was like, oh, look up like highlights. And all of a sudden I got like 50 videos of like just random people that have edited like highlight reels for you. And I'm like, oh, this must be like really like kind of strange if you, I don't know if you have ever like done that. And then like, how many people made videos about me? <laughs> you know what I mean? I like went to go see like whoever, but like, you know, yeah, I've gone and looked and seen stuff. And like, even my girlfriend, like I made her an Iowa fan just from, uh, mm one really cool thing that our um video guy at that point chris ruth did was at the end of the se season he got like a group of us all together mm -hmm. and we filmed something called like i think it was the iowa edge and it was like episodes of each game so like it would be all cinematic with highlights from the game but then it would go back and forth of like us being interviewed so like mm -hmm. it like me like yeah i remember this play we did did it did it did it and it'll like mm -hmm. show the play like so it's a really cool thing that is cool yeah to, like have for every single game like many little like movies for, mm -hmm. for uh showed her all of that also showed her <laughs> and you know got her wearing some black and gold already but uh but yeah I mean, it, it is it was cool to see that stuff like people make highlights and then also being in the um ncaa game like that was really cool at first oh too. yeah yeah you know i can't deny say i didn't play as myself but yeah. <laughs> freaking i can't again i can't even be mad at them because i did get hurt but they had my like injury at like 60 something or like 70 <laughs> like one good hit i'm out and i was like dang like people would send me plays like yo i'm playing as you just got hurt i was like yeah. <laughs> the game the game gave my speed justice but not my uh, yeah yeah not my body at all yeah that's what the that's what the editing slides are for yeah <laughs> I'm like, let me put that 99. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I know that because uh you you were in the last you were in the last one that's been that that's been made. Was that your was that your senior year? Uh no, that technically was my um that that was my sophomore year. Oh, uh, okay, okay, right. No. Because that was the 13-14 season. 13-14 season, yeah. Right. That was my yeah my redshirt sophomore year the year after i um my acl surgery because i had 2012 was when i was coming into the spring ball as a starting running back and i tore my acl so i missed all the 2012 but it was a blessing in disguise because we went four and eight so mm -hmm. <laughs> and I would be a, you know be on the 12 and 0 team so definitely yeah. <laughs> busted on me yeah nice um so so after you uh so after you left japan what did you what was like your thought process like coming back like what did you have like what kind of goals did you have like because i'm trying to so what i'm trying to do is piece it together how you got to two months deep so i mean for me um when i was coming back at first like i still was trying to go for the nfl like i mm -hmm. was uh, like they wanted me to come back to Japan, but then I told them that I actually had uh, other tryouts for the Albany Empire Arena team, mm. and uh, that was just that sucked because um, before 
again, all I say is injuries, but uh, before the, like, we had a day where it was pretty much like a combine. They tested everybody, did like the pro agility, the 40, and then whoever made it past those rounds the next day actually did like routes and stuff and like whatever. And um, uh, I was training at my gym with my trainer, um, Leo Corvino, and I was doing deadlift but I was doing like speed deadlift and there was just one point where I like came up and I felt like a pull and I just felt like my legs go numb and I just like mm. fell and I was like, Oh my gosh, am I paralyzed? But like, finally my legs were like fine. And, but my like went to the doctor and they said that I like tore a muscle down by like the end of my spine or something. Mm. So like it was killing me during mm -hmm. the combine. I still did good. Like I killed my numbers, killed everybody's numbers, but, um, it was just like I knew I could do better. And then even when we were starting practice, I always had to get like heat packs on my back. Mm -hmm. Pain was going down to my hamstrings and like <laughs> my hand was still messed up too. Mm -hmm. So like, I was just not who I was anyway. Mm -hmm. Also at the same time, having to learn a whole new position since they don't technically have a running back. I had to be a slot. And, uh, okay. And the rules, the formation, the like, you know, uh, how to be on the field like oh, mostly all all the other guys around the team played before like they played indoor before okay. so at the end of it I got cut and the coach was just like we want you to go to this team they're a league lower but go with this team get used to them and then like we'll bring you up since you're local you're home like we can always have you and I was like no I don't want to so after that I got a trial with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the CFL same thing what was cool when I went there a lot of the like a lot of the leverage points and like running routes and how to like really break guys down um defenders down and like force them into certain positions where you know that sounds wrong but force them <laughs> in like where i want them to go and then like you know just set them up i learned a lot of that through the arena so okay. that the saskatchewan rough riders camp i was killing it like mm -hmm. the running back coach even came up he's like you you do this before i was like oh well you know i was with an indoor team at one point so i learned that he's like oh well you're doing great one play go up to the quarterback we're doing uh, again just one-on-ones and and he's like what do you want to run he's like i was like let's do something nice let's run a wheel he's like all right bet burn this guy burn this linebacker but the quarterback underthrew it so i had to come back for it and as i mm -hmm. came back guy ran into me and my leg just went like straight and it kind of like was like a tire just one like do 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 and i like pulled my hamstring oh. and literally yeah. like belt and heard it pop like twice mm. and i like couldn't even walk and i tried to do another route couldn't do it and the coach was like he's like ah oh, man that sucks like you were doing really well and like talked to my agent they were like do you think like it's bad or do you think like you'll be good by next week like so because they like like it and i was like no nah, this is like i can barely walk this is gonna yeah. be <laughs> yeah. so again that opportunity missed out mm -hmm. too but after that i came home uh tutored at an alternative learning program school school 12 the head principal was uh my old offensive lineman coach uh got me signed up with the district and working with them so it was cool to you know have that working with those kids because i've always wanted to you know help and work mm -hmm. with kids and then through working at that school i'm still at that school now but the social studies teachers mark millington one of my friends he was a part of two buttons deep gotcha so, see the stuff he's showing me the stuff and then all of a sudden he's like hey you want to like come to one of the events and just it's like christmas event and and then uh, after that they had a person that left and they were like hey you wanted to come in and i was like fine 
at first I was like, you just need a token black guy, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was, it's, it's been fun and they've been cool. And you now it's taught me a lot, a lot of cool opportunities. And, you know, so doing the tutoring still and the two buns deep now, and, uh, still got some other stuff that I'm working on and wanting to do, but, um, you know, it's been good to have that at least. Yeah. And so like how, cause one thing I can't, um, I don't, I'm not sure of is like, so do you guys have things at two buns deep that each person, um, like specifically does like or focus? Yeah. Know. Like their focus, like on this or that or this or that. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the beginning, especially, you know, before COVID, like my buddy, Mark, he had, uh, minutes with Marco was his podcast mm -hmm. that I was a co-host on. And then that was just him, you know, just shooting the shit, having a good time. But then, um, he also had bachelor chop where he had a cooking show. And a lot of the times it was just like him one-on-one, -on -one, but, uh, but towards the end, they actually did a couple of them together and they got a really good relationship with Rob, Rick Orlando, uh, mm -hmm. the head chef at Neuro Bistro and left, but, um, like he was a great guy. He was really fun and cool. Brought him on the yeah. podcast too, not just the cooking. And then like, uh, Taylor, she has the buttonista, the like fashion, right. Page. Jack, he's like the brains of it all, and he did most of the producing. We like have mm. him now, but like he will be in front of the camera sometimes, but he was just like, you know, wrap it all together, you know, mm -hmm. do all the editing, do you know, what he wanted, what to do. Like he was, you know, just that guy. But um, uh, me personally, I was just, you know, the face, like just being a part of a lot of stuff. The pretty um, face, the funny jokes. I'm trying at least, trying. Yeah. <laughs> but, but one thing that I'm getting into right now that I'm really excited for, and so far people like it, is I'm uh, just launched something called uh, the Upstate Club, and it's mm -hmm. gonna be like high-end social media content where the videos will be like short and sweet. Some of them will just be some of my own creative videos I wanted to make, but mm -hmm. others will be like for purpose of advertising for businesses. But like, I want them to be, you know very like cinematic and cool where it's like 15 seconds but it drops you right into the scenario or the story you understand what's going on because it's relatable but it's just like boom boom pow cool and done right and yeah. uh so i got a couple videos already just launched it and have some people that want to be like the talent and be in the faces because i don't want to be in the videos i just want to mm -hmm. be behind the camera do the editing and recording. yeah so uh, it's off good start right now. Um, you know, I'm excited for that. But yeah, so Two Buns Deep's definitely showed me a lot with just like, you know, how to produce and edit and how you want to take certain shots and you know, just the best way to go about things with, you know, editing and recording and stuff. So yeah, definitely done a lot for me. Yeah, that's it. A lot of the, like, you can learn a lot from like taking a class or something, but when it really comes down to it, the the amount that you learn when you're forced to learn it is like incredible like just like doing like a podcast or something i had to learn so much more about like and i was already like musician and like know how to produce live music but it's like a totally different beast when it comes to pro like productional like productional yeah. audio and how you record it now with uh like recording over like zoom or skype or google meet or whatever it is um how to get the best audio you can out of that is like a whole different beast and um and then the you add a video to that and it then you add like a whole new like yeah, things like a whole new yeah um but it it slowly becomes one of those things where it's um 
you know what angles are going to work you know how people look when like you get used to a certain camera so you know how that frame is going to work within like your own camera you know how far your mics are away like you know where to put the boom you know where to like put your condenser mic your range mic like you know where air that like you figure it out from for the most part messing yeah up. exactly <laughs> yeah because yeah. that's the thing where like i know how to do all this stuff but if somebody was like can you teach me i'd be like so i didn't like read the manual and do something <laughs> myself like yeah, yeah i don't know what half of these dials are but i know like where to put them <laughs> right <laughs> like you know i don't know like the frame like even my buddy when i was like talking about the upstate club like i know how to record i know how to edit like videos and i love doing it like i you mm -hmm. know already feel i know what i want to do and he's yeah. like yeah just make sure like with your dslr you make sure like you're shooting blah 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 frame rates and did it like explain all this stuff and i was like i'm gonna go watch a youtube video <laughs> I, was like, I was like yeah i think i need to like actually learn <laughs> not just like wing it and make it work like i gotta right. teach myself yeah because it's it's tough when you get to like the spot because i uh i remember and then you like you produce it and then all of a sudden you get it and you like upload it onto your computer you're looking at it and you're like yeah that just doesn't look right or that just doesn't sound right and you're like Fuck. <laughs> and you're like there's nothing you can do because you just you just did it i had a i think it was like the second um podcast i did with uh one of my friends and he we did it at his place and he had a fan running in his room and it was one of those like just like air conditioner fans where it wasn't loud but it just made the, like the and we didn't notice because it was middle of the summer and we were like that's just normal but you put the condenser mic that picks up every fucking thing in the room and all of a sudden i go back to listen to it and all i hear in the background is and i'm like yeah no, it's Zach, not. Zach, it's, you want to re-record? <laughs> it's worse when it's like great stuff too. Yeah. Like the other day, I was editing for this one church, and I had to do like this voiceover promo for them. And I finally, after like 30, 40 minutes of like doing it and like getting it down, I was like, "All right, now I think I like this one. It's good." Yeah. And inside, like I was recording it outside because it was a beautiful night, and like you know it was fine. Right. And when I brought it back in, and like you know uploaded it and started to edit all i could hear in the background were crickets and <laughs> i couldn't hear it in my headphones when i was actually right. going over but yeah when i like once edited it can't call all of it and i was like Fuck. So I <laughs> just wait till the next day and just yeah record everything but yeah that that gets so annoying but like we said you live and learn and yeah know. and now it now it's like uh uh, a few of my friends and I want to do like a, a sports podcast called the bench warmers. And uh, we started like, cause they hadn't had that experience. So immediately, immediately I was like, all right, this is what we're going to need. This is how we're going to do it. Like, this is the best way it's going to happen. Like we're going to use this program. I'm going to do it like this. Like everybody needs to be using this. Don't use that. And like, they were all like, like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah they're like whoa, whoa 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 and i'm like you learn really quick what doesn't doesn't work <laughs> you don't even think about it like you yeah feel that if someone was like you're a pro you're like no but in comparing to other people they sure, yeah. have no idea so you look like a crazy professional to them yeah well and it's even just like simple things like having like i have this mm -hmm. like the arm yeah. and 
because the other one I had was a tripod and it just like the mic sat on top of the tripod. But every time I like hit my desk or something, it shake and in the audio, you just hear. Oh. And I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I was like, I can't sit that still, you know, <laughs> like if I actually hit something, I actually hit something. Dude, like those arms, like they're not crazy expensive. And like, you no. good, like the better you pay for your mic is, yeah, it does make a difference. Right. But like there is very like, you know, cost effective ways mm-hmm. of opening your own podcast. Like you don't have to, people are like, do I have to get these huge soundboards and all this stuff? It's like, no, like you really, no. like there's, you know, stuff that you can get to work with. That's really not, you know, mm-hmm. killing your wallet, but right. still sounds great. Yeah. And like, I use um, like the mic that I have and I got this as a, that this as a bundle, it was 70 bucks for the arm, the mic, the pop filter, the little foam thingy. Yeah foam top or whatever you want to call it and then i just use like adobe audition and i can edit like the up and down i can do the volume changes i can go and clean it up if i need to um but ultimately like the adobe audition part is the most extensive just because um like i i'm because i'm like in a band and i do like live sound i get really particular with like using compression and like having a little reverb on there so it sounds like the little things um but like when it comes down to just using this mic it's a condenser usb mic and like you just plug it into your computer and i was like guys it's gonna be super easy the only difficult part is changing your settings on your computer if you've never done that before if you've never had like speakers or something that you had to change i was like that's gonna be the hardest part on your end (laughs) it's just plugging it in it's literally just one one input one mic right (laughs) literally this whole my whole set that i got was same it was like 120 bucks for that yeah. and bacon stand and all that and yeah it, it definitely works and again can i describe what all those knobs are no but I need <laughs> where they need to be right <laughs> yeah somebody goes oh you need to do this twist that a little bit and you're like is this better yeah you're like twist, yeah that's perfect yeah twist the uh third knob down to the right you mean the mixer it's like no <laughs> third one to the right i don't know <laughs> but yeah no it's it's it is cool though just doing this for fun but then like it is it is a skill like it is Mm -hmm. something that is good to learn because it carries over into other things you never know like i never would have thought i would have been working with two buttons deep (laughs) and because before that i was making music just for fun like i would Mm -hmm. you know just take youtube beats and record and edit and stuff and with but you know when I started with two buttons deep, I was like, no, I actually know a little bit how to do some of this stuff. So it was like yeah. nice that it carried over, but still got a lot more to learn for all the production stuff. It's it, yeah. Well, and, yeah. Cause it just, cause every little thing you want to do is going to add another element that you have to learn how to do. And that's uh, one thing I was talking about with in the last episode um, with my friend, Chris, that I was talking to Um he said when he made the first movie, like at $2,000 budget, he's like, he's like, that's where I learned how to make a movie. He's like, he's, he's like, I don't think I would have learned as much if I went to like a school and did it. He's like, I think I would have, he's like, when I did it, everything that like he learned from that, he knows what went well and what didn't go well without having to like have a teacher, like be like, well, it might work if you do this, but the better option might be to do this. And it's like, well, it's not really as 
like scientific as that like when you're making something it's very like how is it going to help with what you're doing so it's it's always learning a new skill to like get it there but oh, yeah. it, it is a lot but it is really cool just to be a part of it and learn it. and yeah it is way better just to kind of be thrown into it and learn it right. from experience mm-hmm. than reading or listening to someone else because i i can't do that at all if i yeah. had been watching youtube videos online i'll i'd blow my brains out like i've just like yeah. luckily, I have other guys on the team that i can sit and watch like i can watch right. Jim edit. i can watch matt edit like i can do that mm-hmm. so definitely cool so it's it's definitely a crazy transition to go from playing football and, you know i saw myself playing in the nfl and then you know being a motivational speaker and doing all this and all of a sudden you know life gets turned upside down and everything gets changed but you just got to be content with it. a lot of good things i've met a lot of great people through all this i even played semi-pro football for fun last year which i regret because of the injuries that i occurred during yeah. it but <laughs> i met great people a part of it that i'm cool yeah. now so you know it's all it, it all about the little things so it's it's a cool opportunity yeah and it's like rolling with those punches a little bit because it it, it it's almost like when you look at it from like a timeline it kind of like it, it points you in a direction you know it always seems like it's like like the door shuts the door opens door shuts door opens and what door you take is is um like kind of where you feel like it's like people always say that like the universe points you in a certain direction you know and whether you're spiritual or religious or not like the way your life works is a push Mm -hmm. like and whether they push you down and or push you back up and it's like whatever's happening in that it, there's always going to be that end like yeah. of that that struggle or whatever like you want to call it or perseverance there's always going to be that like thing that it pushes you towards yeah. um whether it's your own like like stumbling upon it like it seems like you kind of like walked into it and it was just like here here's this opportunity it's like like yeah. some, you're like whoa i can't believe this is happening but yeah every- done beforehand led you to that point right like i was uh the other day i never watched it like i saw the movie the trailers and knew like a lot of people liked it but i never fully watched uh 147 hours with james franco yeah it's his hand stuck right and um and like when i was watching it he said this one thing and it was like it, it was funny because it just seemed to me as like a super high thought because <laughs> when he was starting to hallucinate but it was so true. He's like talking to the rock while it has his hand stuck to the side. He's like, for hundreds and hundreds of years, what you might have been a you might have been a mountain. Then you became a rock. And you waited all those years for this moment. Like <laughs> you literally were waiting for me to come along and like for this to happen. Like he was just like it just was meant to be. And I was like, dang. So like, I look yeah, at yeah. thing, and I'm like, so this cup in front of me, like the person who even designed it, who thought of it way back when, like it all came to the point that it'd be on my desk. <laughs> and it's like an obvious thing. But when you really think deep into it, you could just be like, it's all, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's true. You know, everything. All- yeah. And it's always very strange because it's, it's, um, it's like weird because I, um, 
like I played football in the high school and like got my concussion and then like my goal was to like play football in college like whether that was like d3 or whatever and once I got my concussion it was bad enough where like my doctor was like yeah don't go anywhere near like contact sports and he was like it's like you don't know like what kind of permanent damage it'll cause if you get a second one and like all that shit so I was like kind of like not sure what to do but what's funny is um is now looking back um it was that was kind of like not the best thing that could have happened to me but um when I was I was at a like my senior year I was out of school for a month and a half and all I did every day the only thing that didn't hurt my brain was playing guitar Mm -hmm. and I just sat there and learned like 50 60 songs in like a month and I just like because I just learned one song sat there and played it and I was like all right got it down and Mm -hmm. my trajectory of like my skill went from like oh he's a pretty good guitar player to like okay he actually can play he can actually play guitar pretty good you know it was like that like that jump and which is now um like to the point where like if covid wasn't happening i would have had a gig or two like every week because of how like far it's come for like that situation and if i had played football i know i wouldn't have been further than like a d3 or junior college like level but I don't know if I would have gotten as involved in music as I did during that time. And it's become such a more visceral mm-hmm. like thing for me to be playing music than it was for football, even though I love football and I actually love coaching it more than I did playing it because it was, this seems like more like my personality is more teaching mm-hmm. than um, like actually playing. Cause I never had that like, like real animosity, but um so it's kind of funny how those things happen where at the moment it felt like everything I wanted was just gone. But now it's, now it's like, I look back and I'm like, I'm kind of thankful for that month and a half that I just spent just in my room, like playing guitar because I learned so much at that point, not only about like myself, but just, I learned so much about where I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you said, it's kind of like, the guitar sat there for the whole summer and I barely played it, you know, because I was working out and like doing football. And, but then as soon as that happened, it was just sitting there waiting for me, you know, for that moment, you know, <laughs> the whole time it knew. Yeah. Yeah. Was... <laughs> it's like, my time is coming. <laughs> just wait you down fellas lamp. I'm telling you it's my, <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is cool. When you like think back and look at those things. Cause yeah, like even with my, um with football and everything like my whole portfolio of everything i've ever done like yeah i could definitely be like no like i wish i did make the nfl like it would have been awesome like yeah it could have been awesome but i would always sit in my head like i would be way happier if i did make it or this would my life would be right did make it you don't know that there's right we're miserable in the nfl there's still guys just because they have money life doesn't become better like you know i admire I always tell people when they're like, oh, like all those injuries you had, like that must suck. Do you regret that? I'm like, the pain? Yeah, it sucked. But like, I learned so much from all my injuries and like going through that, facing all that pain and like crap, but then coming out on the end of like, you know, still wanting to help people, still want to be a coach and like, you know, make Mm -hmm. a difference. Like that is what made my like mind open up on being like a better person. If I just 
kept playing football was only on me focusing on myself getting money like who knows what could have mm-hmm. kind of off i could have been like <laughs> couldn't not change but i also could have changed like right you could sit there and question it all the time but as you yeah. said you know, the dominoes you know just lined up and fell the way they were supposed to and you know i'm happy with where i'm at now yeah no and it's and it's great because it's now you're like starting your own thing and it's that's kind of like that feeling of like huh like things are like the way that maybe it's supposed to be you know and it changes kind of how you view um like everything in the past you know because that's that's that was kind of like my situation was like i because i for three or four years like even after that i would like um i i had a lot of like anger to like that's that like uh that situation and uh but then all of a sudden it kind of clicked that i was at a gig and all of a sudden i just like people were like it was crowded and i was like i was like i don't know if i would have been doing this and this is better than i like this is the best feeling i get you know and at that time i guess like what i that moment was it was like that euphoria and all of a sudden that hatred towards that was just like gone yeah and it was a really cool moment because i was like i'm doing something like that i didn't think that i would be doing and i'm doing it well and i'm confident and i feel great about myself when i'm like doing it you know and it like that isn't so important anymore because it it isn't important in the way that it like haunts me in that sense it just helps me like now motivate me to say what that took away also gave me this mm-hmm. so what did it actually take away it didn't really take away anything from me it just gave me something that maybe i was supposed to be doing anyway exactly. like you said before like it just that is what pushed you into that right direction you may have thought in the moment it was the wrong way right wrong, but you know you found the things that you really enjoy so yeah and hey even with us you know went from creeping you out playing <laughs> And now we're on a podcast, you know, so. Oh, yeah. I know. I love it. It's fantastic. I know. And it, that was the, uh, it's, it's fun to, it's fun to do these things too. Like I, um, cause you were, I was starting to like make a list of people that I could ask to be on it. And yours was like the first day. And I was like, oh, I got to get Jordan on this thing. <laughs> Always down. Yeah. I was like, that would be a lot of fun. Cause I know, uh, you, I know every time I talk to you, it's just like, I feel like we could just talk for like 30, 40 minutes and obviously off the air, it gets a little, uh, gets a little tension. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A little, a little hot, a little hot and heavy. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's like, um, it was, it was really cool to, um, like just be able to text you and you being down and, um, I appreciate like you helping me out and doing this and stuff it it means a lot i know i'm trying to i try to keep it to like i'm I'm thinking like i and like an hour or so um so it it keeps it relatively yeah short for people yeah um but i would definitely love to have you on uh how how is uh so you've got upstate club starting Mm -hmm. um is that active now in terms of like yeah just launched the page um i am changing so the instagram name 
is upstate media club but like mm. don't worry about that because i'm changing it back to the upstate club there mm. was like an issue where um i already created everything i created the upstate club i like did all the google searches couldn't find anything that was it or the same name or whatever and so i made a logo did all that posted everything launched it and the next day get hit back from my llc legal zoom they're like oh so actually um there's an upstate club inc that's uh been around since 2005 so you have to <laughs> change your llc name and i was like but i looked it up on the database and of the new york state register and they said it was fine it's like well because you put the but legally the isn't distinguishable in court i was like if i put the upstate club i would think upstate club inc would pull up but like right yeah I found out like they're I don't even think like they're even active anymore like nowhere online not nothing and then I looked on Instagram it's not the but just upstate club mm. somebody started a page for like people hiking in the Adirondacks and but the last time they posted anything was 2018 so I was like oh, yeah. know, like I'm good like I was at first I was like do I have to change a name do I have to do all this stuff but now I just have to make my LLC one thing, do a DBA doing business as it's still the upstate club, but I'm going to be switching the Instagram handle back to it. Like, uh, I just, it was, this all happened like two days yeah. ago. So <laughs> everything's back to being cool. So no, I'm excited about it. A lot of people yeah. are interested. So hopefully I'll make some good content. Yeah. And anybody listening, please go, uh, go follow, go follow the upstate club. So it's upstate media club right now. Yeah. But next week. Okay. Too. Next little change. Okay. So, cool. Now, yeah. Um, but I appreciate you uh, like coming on and stuff. I, I had a lot of fun talking to you. I, haven't, I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. So <laughs> the last time was probably when we were attempting to do that Madden franchise. <laughs> even quit, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Nah, yeah. Like I said, man, anytime I'm down. Appreciate it. Yeah. Once, uh, once you get a little, once you're moving along with the upstate club, we can, uh, can have you back and you can keep like advertising a little bit more and, um, we can talk about, uh, like what you like that, whatever happens in between now and then kind of thing. Yeah, um, even like I already had an idea in my head of like, if you want to make a cool little video of like, I can picture you like playing the guitar <laughs> and also in the background, having your voice talk like, you know, cause it is real what you said, like, you know, sometimes life pushes you in a direction where you may not think it's the right thing, but you find out later yeah. that you know, is where you're meant to be. Like you said, you went through something that you were so mad and bitter for a while, but picked mm. up strings and it became something you loved and now actually doing something with. So, yeah. And that, that's the, that's the best part about, um, like looking back on it too. Cause I think a lot of people, um, want to like look back on things and just be like oh like whatever 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 but I, I i tend to overthink things and the overthinking actually got me like out of it too because i was thinking about the sensation like the sensational aspect of like looking back on something really tough that like might happen to somebody and then like you look a short period later and you just feel better like it's it's so simple like it's something that like um, I think people overlook about what it means to like come out of something like really bad and then out of it comes something that brings you so much joy and like so much that like 
brings you happiness and like that you're not like bummed to go do it like when my band has practice like I'm excited to go to practice because I love playing with guys I like hanging out with them and I'm like I, I don't know if I would be doing this you know if this was like a different me you know so uh it's it's one of those things that it's it always gives you the appreciation you know you never really lose it because you know what it's like to like not have it and um and I think I get that like from that situation I think a lot of people um kind of sometimes overlook that notion that mm-hmm. we're kind of human in that sense where it's like we're able to overcomplicate issues but at the same time we're we're able to understand um like the abstract idea of like coming out of something hard and surviving through it and then like kind of like getting to a better place and i it's a great it's a great experience and it's great to feel that like it's just great to look back and now be like that was that yeah yeah Yeah. but uh yeah and i uh so so yeah yeah, man make some (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i'm always down to look dramatically into the distance while i play guitar i can see it now (laughs) yeah it's my forte a little a little black and white i was already thinking black and white yeah you just pull in yeah like go in and i'm just sitting there well you know yeah (laughs) I am exactly two buttons deep. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. I got yeah. the perfect amount of chest hair. It's one of my best qualities. It's there you the go. Perfect... <laughs> Black, but you know, <laughs> behind the camera now. So I got yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, that'd be cool. I, I think we should do it. Yeah, I'm definitely down. I'll have uh, my people call your people. Or your people call my people. Sounds good. Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I want to thank Jordan Kanzari again for coming on to the pod episode number two um hopefully we get to we'll be able to talk to him again soon um so jordan thank you thank you so much man i really appreciate it oh yeah my pleasure man anytime